this is the Order of the Mustard Seed podcast, and I'm your host, Jill Weber. So we're here in, um, where, where are we? Margate, right? Yeah. Margate, on the east coast of England, we're at the... Uh, a training weekend for leaders in the 24-7 movement. They come from across Europe for training. You can hear the worship band in the background. And I'm here with Mike and Emma from Gothenburg, Sweden. Um, they're members of a, a, a growing group of uh, members of the Order of the Mustard Seed there in Sweden. And um, we're just going to have a little conversation together. Um, Thanks for meeting with me, you guys. And it's been fun hanging out, coming to visit your community, and then being with you here at the conference. Uh, why don't we start by you talking to our listeners about Gothenburg, about Sweden, and, and your context there? Yeah, so <clears throat> Sweden is a very beautiful nation, a very wealthy nation. Uh, it has a very strong social system for people to um, function and, and live well lives. We have, I think we have the, the most beneficial parental leave system in the world. Um, and a lot of things around that is it, it creates um, a situation when people don't need each other because we have such a strong system. And I would say that loneliness is a very big problem in, in Sweden overall and we are there are actually more houses of people with single living than households of people living together and that's one problem I would say overall Sweden and Gothenburg would be a city of two tales like most cities I suppose but it, it is the it is a city where, where a lot of people are doing very well, but it's also a city uh, with the highest um, rate of uh, homeless people, a lot of divorce, a lot of gang-related violence and, and stuff like that. So it is a very, very beautiful city, full of love, full of life, but still a city of a lot of despair, a lot of... Hurting, yeah. Thanks, Mike. Emma, do you have anything you want to add about Gothenburg? Things you love about it? Things that are hard? <clears throat> yeah, I think the latest years I have uh, realized that uh, everywhere I go I meet people in churches that are really longing for a deeper community life, a sense of community. And um, I think it relates to our calling as a church as well, just to, yeah, to make friends, build relationships, and so so that is also <laughs> part of the journey and part of Gothenburg future, I I think. Mm. Mm. So let's talk about your journey. Tell tell us what what drew you. What was what was your longing and your desire that drew you to become members of the order? For me, it was like. When I became a Christian, uh, it, soon it is 18 years ago, uh, after one year I, I was thinking a lot of uh, uh, the monastics, uh, but I felt I was not called into, 
into celibacy because I, I was in love with, with a guy called Mike. <laughs> Later. How old were you guys when you met? I, I was 17. Yeah, I was 19. Uh, okay, then, by then we had both been Christians for two years, but we felt a strong calling to get married and, and to live uh, this life with Christ uh, and with each other. Mm. So you felt a call to the monastic, but not celibacy. And so somehow I was like mm, attracted of the rhythms of prayer in the monastic movements. Um, yeah, the rhythms of prayer, but also the the sort of so none of us are, are brought up in the church, uh, but but we never kind of got the concept of going to church. We we sort of wanted it to be our lives. Just walk with the Lord daily, well, yeah. and I, I think that was the thing that sort of related to to me at least, both sort of the rhythms of it, but also well, it's supposed to be all the time, not just a thing you attend. Prayer was somehow natural for us, but yeah. we uh, tried to find out how to do it together at home, at church, with friends. We tried to start prayer groups, and we tried to build a community by buying a big house. Uh, but it was the two of us, but <laughs> <laughs> the longing has always been there to, for community and for uh, a rule of life and, and somehow. So, and when we discovered our Moravian roots and also uh, when 24-7 fell down in our lives, <laughs> somehow we discovered that uh, there is something called uh, the order of the mustard seed, and I think Mike, you were the first one to uh, uh, discover it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So tell us about your your period of preparation and what it was like for you, Mike. You, I think, took vows first, and yeah. then Emma followed. But maybe, what has it been like for you as a couple to grow in these directions together? So since I was the one to approach it first, uh, we had a talk. I believe that where I sort of asked, I'm thinking about this, is there a problem for you? Is is there something you want to join in with? And, and you sort of felt, well, if, if it if it's good for you, go ahead. But you didn't mm -hmm. feel like, no, nah, it's not really me. It was a serious talk and yeah. I, I, yeah, I thought, okay, you can do that, but that's not what I want to join <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good for you. Mm. So uh, this was before the year of preparation was invented. So I kind of did my own year of preparation, uh, but I, I have to say that I did most of the things that ended up, of course not the uh, sort of um, uh, meditations and stuff like that, uh, but um, I, I would say that most of the things uh, was kind of what I did. Uh, not in that context of a cohort and, and a sort of a, a network of people doing this. But yeah, I would say um, being a cohort leader quite soon after I took the vow was, was a great experience because then I, I could sort of make the connections between my experience of preparing but also see the, the sort of corporate side of doing it together with people as well. Mm -hmm. So you yeah. took, you prepared 
you took your vows and then you led another group of people through their season of preparation. Yeah. yeah. So, and Emma, you've just started that as well. What's that like for you now, having gone, taken your vows, and now helping other people into the process? Well, well, it's, it started in um, in Geneva when I heard when it was at the little uh, workshop at the gathering, and you, uh, Jill, you were there uh, and explaining it all, and then I. Un I kind of understood what it was all about, so I started my year of preparation after Geneva, and um, uh, I discovered that this is what I have been looking for for so many years. So now I understood it when I heard you talking about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but usually I understand you too, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes Story of my life. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's just timing, though, right? Mm. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like. Mm, you know, is this for me, is this for now? And then all of a yeah. sudden it's like, there's an internal yes, like mm -hmm. this is for me, this is for mm -hmm. now. It's the moment and it's the right thing. So mm -hmm. you kind of had a yes in that moment mm -hmm. in your heart. Yeah, my yes was, uh, I remember my first yes uh, as a, at age uh, 17, but this was like a connection to that yes. And I was able to put a ring on my finger and I felt like stepping into something new that I believed would have the possibility to to shape and form our lives as married and as a family and also it affected some choices we had an opportunity to have uh, a mother and a child living in our apartment for a few months and we could have said no but we really felt this is what what God wants us to do and and we were were holding our rings and we were saying okay let's do it uh, and it was a very beautiful a journey, difficult but beautiful. Mm -hmm. God was uh, totally in the midst of all that. Wonderful. Mm. So stepping into the vows and living into these six practices of prayer and learning and hospitality, I guess being one in that instance, yeah. um, mm. has been something you guys are walking into as a family together. Yeah. Mm. Uh, talk to me about, in particular, the practice of mission and what that's looked like for you as a family and what you're learning in the midst. Yes, yeah, so Prior to taking the the vows and, and even thinking about the vows, we we're, we have like an ongoing mission in Albania through my work in a church. Uh, so I'm there regularly, but as a family, we went there twice as well for, for a few weeks in summer, two weeks or so. And we'll go this summer as well. So we want to shape the things that are important to us, that uh, it becomes natural and important to our children as well. So instead of finding people that could take care of our kids while we are out doing the important stuff, we want to bring them in and just be a, a part of the normal conversation of, of doing mission. And I remember one, uh, we don't go there every summer with our family, and I was remember Remembering after our first visit to Albania, uh, there was a summer in between where we didn't go. And I, I knew, I was sitting in the car uh, with my kids and Emma was in a, in a supermarket. And I, at the time, uh, there was a camp going on in Albania. And I just wanted to be there. So uh, if you have kids, you know that if you want them to do something, you have to make them believe that they were the ones that came up with the idea. So I said, uh, where do you want to go to a mission next year? Um, 
since they've only been doing mission in Albania, I, I suppose they would say, well, Albania. And my daughter, who was probably seven at the time or something, she said, well, what, what's mission? Well, it's it's like the thing we did when we went to <clears throat> Albania. <laughs> when you when you tell people about Jesus, so so where do you want to do mission? And she looked in the air for a few seconds and and she said, well, why don't we start with our neighbors? <laughs> and I was oh, <laughs> ouch! Felt so convicted. <laughs> and I mean, kids are the teachers of the parents so many times is not the other way around at least when it comes to the really important stuff they have the the sort of another mindset they see things from another another point of view and and yeah that's sort of the funny thing of being a family i think that we yeah yeah we, we get to be the students as often as we get to be the teachers and when our son was at kindergarten, he was uh, painting crosses on all the drawings. Uh, so he was um, evangelizing and he was saying, Jesus is my best friend in front of all the others. And yeah, that was totally fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and our daughter as well, she, she made a painting when, when she was at school with all her sort of classmates. It said her name, that is Mika Mika. Uh, is loved by Jesus, and she put all the other names down, like uh, Yara is loved by Jesus, Claudia is loved by Jesus, and she showed the pictures to, to all her classmates. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's wonderful. Mm. Can we talk just also a little bit about prayer, because not only are you guys engaged in mission, now to your neighbors, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> and Albania, mm. um, but prayer is a big piece for you, and so you guys have helped facilitate the creation of not one, but two prayer rooms right yeah. now, prayer spaces. Can you talk about those? Maybe Emma, yours, and then Mike, yeah. can you talk about the other? Maybe Mike should start, but we can take it. I mean, because the the, the room in the city center of Gothenburg uh, was uh, was being the... the mother. Room, yeah, the mother <laughs> room of the other one. Uh, and it developed at my work in, in the Swedish Lutheran church where we have kids coming every day and grown-ups in the evenings. Um, and just because I was like infected of 24-7 uh, movement, I just couldn't help arranging a prayer room. And then it seemed like people uh, loved to engage and meet with God in that room. So since then it's been a permanent prayer room. It, it just happened actually. Uh, and the inspiration of, of the prayer station it also just happened. Uh, mm. So it just felt very, just a natural, <laughs> yeah. organic outflowing of yeah. what was going on in your life on the inside. Yeah, the last three and a half years, um, God has been doing so many things, but it seems like we are we are like being a part of it, but we haven't haven't done anything on our own. It's just God putting things in our lives, and we are just following His uh, wind. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. <laughs> Mike, tell us about the other one. Yeah, so for a number of years we have uh, had the opportunity to to serve together with a team that's run regular twenty four seven prayer weeks, and uh, we're sort of at the doorstep of opening up a room that will become a permanent prayer room 
and we're so happy to see the the journey that God has taken us on. It, it's been uh, bumpy at times, but it always been sort of the the end goal has been to to live in community and and, and share citywide prayer with with the churches, and we sort of have no idea how it will look but but we're really happy to be part of the journey and, and if it's anything like it's been up to now in the future we we sure gonna enjoy it mm. it is a beautiful room and of course ikea furniture of course in you know, sweden <laughs> needless to say, <laughs> needless mm. to say. <laughs> mm. and there's a beautiful team creating the room yeah. very strong gifts of creativity yeah very so strong it seems like god has just put us different personalities and people together mm. uh, it's a gift mm. it is a gift I think one thing that I, I, I really saw when I was there visiting and, and we, we had a gathering where different members of the OMS in Gothenburg we came together yeah. and we ate mm. and everybody told their story about you know why joining the OMS but I was really struck really impacted actually by the, the love in the room and the depth of affection and commitment to one another um, that, that you guys had. And uh, it was just beautiful to be a part of. You could see that, that you're all pulling in the same direction. You, you love one another, you're for one another. There's lots of teasing and, and, and jokes and hugs and just lots of life, lots of beauty in the midst of that community. So yeah. lo lovely to see. Is there anything else you want to chat about or? I would say just for the OMS um, group that you spoke about, it's, I mean, we all have one person know, knew one, at least one other person and sort of felt strongly for them, but none knew all of the others. So that sort of created that uh, inspirational thing where you, where you wanted to get to the place like of course I, I knew Emma well yeah. but but I wanted to knew the other ones like I knew her because we were on the same journey and I think if and that's sort of just God putting people together but if, if we didn't have that sort of connection I'm not sure we, we would be where we are but but it, it is one of those groups where, where you feel if, if any one of those would call like four in the morning and say, I, I really need to be with you, right? I, I would go without thinking. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, it's, it's just lovely to be part of that kind of group. Yeah, beautiful. So I'm wondering if just um, as we wind up, if you guys could pray for our listeners, pray for just anything that's on your heart. If you can pray in Swedish and then in English for those of us who have not yet mastered Swedish, um, that would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Jesus, jag, jag vill be för alla de som eh, går igenom eh, förberedelseåret just nu och även de som har tagit löfterna och de som du kallar in till denna, denna rörelse, denna orden av senapskorn. Herre, jag ber att du tar våra små senapskorn av tro och gör vad du vill med det. Eh, jag ber för lärjungaskapet det är så pass enkelt, alltså det är bara lärjungaskap det handlar om och vi vill hålla dig i handen så kom Jesus och vandra med oss på den här vägen tillsammans mm. Jesus we want to pray for the people in, in the year of preparation and 
and we want you to draw them near to you and and, mm. uh, and just find their way with you and we, we pray that their seeds will, will start to grow we also pray that you would call them into deeper discipleship and we, we pray a blessing upon every listener thank you that you are faithful God Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Order of the Mustard Seed podcast. For more information about the Order, you can find us at orderofthemustardseed.com or on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. May God grant us grace as we seek to follow His invitations to be true, to be kind, and to go.